whole timeline talking about Sony's new game console and tonight reminded me of how I didn't console you and ran game instead. I hope you're doing good still. You don't have to reply, but I just thought I'd reach out. P.S. Five years since we last spoke. Take care of yourself. all of you i hate whoever made this meme whoever started making the future memes thank you but also stop (laughs) yeah i hate you all so much there are so many of them and every last one is a winner i'm so triggered but i'm mad that they're so (laughs) factual (laughs) Uh, i'm mad that there are people out there really getting these ex-boyfriends still in contact with your mom Still invited to family dinners. For good. Nonsense. I'm mad that those boys still exist, but I'm glad they're being exposed. Just stop being them. Uh. It's perfect. Thank you so much, Dan. <laughs> God, run the sting. I want to welcome Otto Tonal within the traditional territory of the Mississauga people. Are we born? Toronto. I appeal to you as a fellow American, but I'm Canadian. You don't look it. It's a common mistake. Unbelievable respect and much respect to these fans, to this country. This is unbelievable. Best there is. Best there was. Whatever you're feeling, take it to the altar, because I'm not the one that's responsible for your feelings. You know, God works in mysterious ways, but it just, I, my spirit feels like it, it goes with Canada. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Not That Sorry. I know you're sorry you heard my spoken word mean poetry, though. It's okay. You have every right to feel this way. <laughs> But you've joined us to be fun and fine and black and Canadian as we are, with no apologies for it, making you not that sorry. So I'm Jan, your weird friend you can't explain how I got in the friend circle. And as usual, I've got Antonia and John with me. What's up, guys? What's happening? Hello. All right, let's kick it off. First, I'm just going to need more... um, Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) More spoken word. I Uh, will shut your mic off. From (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if anyone else would like to hear more spoken word from Jan in the future, don't indulge uh, her. Please send us a DM. <laughs> Thank you. In no. fact, send us DMs of what she should talk about the next time. <laughs> oh, if you have a really good one, a good s- please send it. We'll make her read them. Yeah, because this hour and change a week they get of me is <laughs> is not enough. Yes, <laughs> we know you can't get enough. So send them our way. Thank you. <laughs> First and foremost, rest in peace, Canadian treasure, mm. Alex. Trebek, host of Jeopardy, career broadcaster, just all around outstanding human being. And uh, yeah, that actually made me really sad when I found out that news. Like, yeah, yeah, he had been sick for some time and yeah, he was 90, but still it was somehow unfair to me. <laughs> yeah, I read um, his wife put out a statement this week, like thanking everybody for their wi- like for their condolences and everything. Um, and then talked about how he got his like dying wish of being able to sit outside with her um on like their porch swing I think that the house that he <sighs> wanted to go he wanted to be with her outside enjoying nature so he was of right mind sound mind everything what a before he passed um he said that his I don't know when this quote came from him 
years ago because they'd only been married for 30 years, I think. Yeah. And he said one of his biggest regrets was not meeting her sooner as they would have more time. And I was like, my feelings, emotions. So, ah, man. And like one of the producers was saying too that they didn't realize the last time they, they just didn't know the last time that they filmed would be the last time that he did, you know, the show. And those episodes, I think, are going to be airing around Christmas time. Mm hmm. Oh, like that's what we need. So that's going to be uh, a mess. The feels. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for all of your years. Yeah. I've been watching him since, I've been watching him since 1996. Yeah, my whole, like, yeah, most of my life. Yeah. You know, my, when I was staying with my grandparents, it would, it would be the, the game show lineup before primetime tv started you had your wheel of fortune you had jeopardy and then you had whatever show you were waiting on at eight o'clock so yeah. that was just he was just a a staple he was a television staple he it made sense for him to be on tv it made sense for jeopardy to be on it just everything made sense you're gonna miss him already yeah. do yeah yeah that one hurts john did you watch a lot of jeopardy oh uh, yeah uh in and out but it's always been the consistent. Um, he's always, you know, it's just good, good, good um, game show host. Yeah. Um, won't be another one like him or that show in a long time, in a while. So, um, definitely gonna be missed. That one clip of uh, one of the contestants, uh, I think it was earlier this year. Um, when in the double, I think it was double Jeopardy round or some round, wherever where oh the final Jeopardy, the final Jeopardy round, yeah, where he had written like instead of writing an answer, he wrote "We love you, Alex." Yeah, which that Oof. video kept circling around um, when the news of his passing happened, and I was like, I just, <sighs> I will never get over it because watching Alex be like, oh, yeah, because he choked up. He was like, "That's gonna cost you," but um, thank you so much. So beautiful. Yeah, there's so another contestant that talked about learning English. Yeah. From watching Jeopardy before he came to America. That's how he was getting better. At like, I can't handle men crying anyway, whether genuine or on screen. That's a thing for me. <laughs> I can't do it. I love to see it. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> um, but for me, like, I, I remember consistently watching when Ken Jennings was doing his run. And, like, his, his super long win streak. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm making sure I don't miss a game show like i i had stakes in this I'm like is he gonna do this again like it was yeah it was incredible yeah <coughs> i had teachers in college and university who would make jeopardy games yeah in absolutely class for different segments like i always <laughs> i always counted as those classes where they didn't really have a lesson plan who didn't really do they were like hey, we're gonna do, <laughs> we made a jeopardy game yay and i was like i was always very excited for those it's better than the ones who couldn't think of anything and just put on a movie like at least I there mean, was there's still effort to be made in a Jeopardy game because it's not it's not easy. No, not at all. But yeah, rest in peace. Love that show so uh, much. I'm very sad it won't be here anymore. I mean, my I'm, I'm sure they'll find somebody. In my mind, though, they get the show's done forever. <laughs> I thought so as well. And then the internet nerds had started. I guess I don't know, real or fake. Someone had started the you know figurative oh, petitions Burton. for yeah. Lamar Burton. I'm like. That's your only answer. So That's apparently the only acceptable answer to me. I saw an actual list. So Ken Jennings, I think, is first on that list. And there's oh, a bunch of other people. Before, and then, like, LeVar is on that list somewhere as well, too. But, yeah, the internet literally, it felt like Donald Glover for Spider-Man all over again. 
because they're just like LeVar Burton is the only person who is allowed. Such a great answer because another another pillar of my childhood learning was reading Rainbow. So, you know, he's got a good disposition for it. He's an experienced broadcaster. Like he he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he'd be absolutely perfect. I didn't know Ken, Ken Jennings Trek. was on that list too. I, I really Star Trek, yes. Also Star Trek. Yes, sorry. <laughs> we know. Would never neglect that. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Shout out to Next Generation. <laughs> we know. John's like, you know nothing. You're right. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's why you're here. Exactly. Our resident nerd expert. <laughs> Lord of all Trek. <laughs> but back to, uh, to circle back to Toronto's obsession with raccoons, there's a man in Halifax <laughs> who's <laughs> training some impressively massive raccoons. I don't know if he's training them, but he's been f- there's a video going around of him feeding them, <laughs> feeding them hot dogs, and they are fat raccoons. Like, and they love him. They're prepping for an invasion. They're coming for the Toronto raccoons. No one's safe. This is completely made up, but <laughs> more entertaining than what's probably the truth. So the story that I heard... Was that his wife, who has passed, I don't know when she passed, but I guess she used to feed raccoons all the time. And so her dying wish, is what I read in the internet, her dying wish is that he would continue doing what she did. And so as I watch this video and my skin is crawling because no, absolutely <laughs> not. I'm just like, whatever makes you happy. Like he literally, there's one like on his shoulder, like patting his face, like where's my hot dog? So I heard too that he, one of them, one of the raccoons he's, called grabby because literally would just like snatch things from like other raccoons or from him i was like this is when we know we're too close (laughs) well those raccoons were uh thick yeah thick 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 with three c's chunky yeah (laughs) c-h-o-n-k just yeah Mm -mm. so toronto raccoons watch out not the fictional football team (laughs) the actual animals step your game up because they're coming Halifax is coming for you. And if I were gambling, my money's on Halifax. I'm just saying. Unless they're too rolly from all the hot dogs. Nope. That container of hot dogs he had. Fight in shape. There were so <laughs> many hot dogs. I swear there were probably 100 hot dogs in that container he was holding. I don't know how long he was going to be out there feeding these raccoons. They're too big. They're too big. So big. I mean, they're little grabby, <laughs> little grabby hands. No. <laughs> That's what freaks you out about them? Yes, 100%. I don't like that they have hands. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Like, would like it be less it. weird if they were webbed? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> It'd be less weird for me if they were more okay. platypusy. Okay. If they're more of a platypus type, I would be less freaked out by the fact that they have little hands. Scares me. Everyone should be like terrified it. of the platypus. What is it? Um, that's even more reason to be What a mishmash of an it. animal. Just a bunch of things just slapped together. But it does it's functioning. Like it, it mean, does yeah. well for itself. Obviously, but still just like raccoons are just raccoons just can't be trusted. Platypus like minds its business. Raccoons just cannot be trusted. Who hurt you? The what? raccoons. What raccoon hurt you? Uh, I cannot talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh god. Um also apparently the nerds are arguing math. Um, okay. <laughs> are these pandemic <laughs> problems or is it what? I think it's honestly, yes. I think that is a big part of it. Did you see this, John? People are no. arguing bed mass. 
on the internet. It was trending in Canada. Don't start messing around with that. That was like the one thing I remember. The one thing. Me brackets too. Ex- so the way that I learned it was brackets, exponents, division, multiplication, addition, subtraction. That's yes. what I learned. So another another word for brackets is parentheses. So some people learned head mass. I hate you. But then there's one that's in there that's PEMDAS. So it switches the multiplication and division around, which apparently just messes up everything. Because when but you look does, at those... It's supposed to be which whichever one comes first. Whichever one comes first, yes. But it just, like, for some people, it's a whole, like, oh, no, 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 no. That's <laughs> the ad- that's that, that was the advanced class. <laughs> it must have been. The upper floor class. Nerds. <laughs> I you never see it. them around. <laughs> never. They're just heads in, the ca- in their TI-83s. So... I thought it was very comical. I don't know what other people have to think about this. I remember when I remember learning about ped mass, and just being like, "But parentheses really just like brackets expo- just it just rolls off the tongue better." That was one question I look forward to on math test. Ped mass because it was straightforward, and they they drilled it in your head like they did the multiplication tables. Like you just had to know these things. Yeah, for this completely obscure way of solving math that didn't apply to anything. The only time it applies is to uh, skill testing questions if you win stuff. That's the only place it applies. I mean... For us regular people. For mathematicians, obviously, it applies. But all of that math, it's your entire function. It's your... That's your world. Head mass. All right. It really did my head in. I was like, I'm not doing this. I just enjoyed the comments because people were arguing... (laughs) I can't believe this. They're not pleased. <laughs> Someone's like, what's ped mass? I was like, get him. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> Cough. Nerds. Some things are important, Jan. Okay? <laughs> All right. <sighs> Apologies to the m- math nerds. <laughs> Couldn't even help myself. <laughs> Someone made like a bracket for it. They're just like, okay, choose one. Which one is it? Is it bed mass or ped mass? <laughs> like retweet for exposure. You guys are crazy. Yikes. I love this so much. I can't deal. Ah, beautiful. But an awesome news that's not Canadian but dope anyway. The Miami Marlins have hired Kim Ng as the first female GM in Major League Baseball. Get it, get it, get it. 2020. Hey. So go girl. Also, The weekend is performing the halftime show at the Pandemic Super Bowl. John, you okay with this? Yeah, I don't watch it anyway, so. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter who they have. Oh, man. The only way I'll watch it, they bring out the whole entire Wu-Tang. <laughs> I'll watch it. And you'll watch it unmuted because you just like to watch things completely on mute. I think they'd have to shave down the numbers for time constraint. Only for time constraint. We're not getting... They bring out basically that many people out on everybody uh, else's stuff. Anyway, that's true. So. It, well, yeah. There's always it's a lot. Like react. these last, yeah, these last few Super Bowls have been like, and so and so's here too. Like, and their entire band of blah blah. And here's the solo, and here's blah blah. So like, they can bring all Wu Tang out. Yeah. Well, J Lo and Shakira kept it kind of tame by comparison, because you're right. Um, when it was, you know, Maroon Five or whatever, they needed help and. Mm-hmm. Beyonce usually usually brought up a couple people, and Bruno Mars had some had some company as well. So I get it. Yeah, I guess. Just do it. Bring all the tang. Pandemic Super Bowl. I expect like a dope video, and then 
In which case, once we are back to normal, I won't want the big stage setup anymore. <laughs> I won't care. Then again, the performers probably, you know, tentative. True. So, there's that. That is true. That's everything is tentative. Our whole lives are tentative. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we're just TBA <laughs> for the next, I don't know how many years. Right? For those who are watching Battle of the Blades with me. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete's that double save and then following double elimination. I won't say anything else about it. Battle the Blades. <laughs> Just watch the show, all right? It's so good. Somebody engaged with Jan on the internet to talk about it. She's bursting. No, it's fine, don't. No, she's bursting. <laughs> Do what you want. <laughs> but also, probably, okay, to close out the segment, the biggest shout out I can give is the Micmac First Nations purchasing what is it 51 percent of like yeah clear of water. clear water seafoods suck it oppression yeah suck it who's your boss now cue wrestling music and if there's nothing else we're gonna take a break next stop what you say Yeah, it's time to get into what you're saying. And now that Canada's last gate before Christmas is down and Remembrance Day is come and gone, we're into Christmas. So now we're going to talk about it, too. Uh, there was a story. There have been some stories circulating about um, psychologists saying that it's been making people happy to get into the Christmas decorations and Christmas spirit stuff early. It, you know, releases endorphins. It makes people happy, happy, happy to, you know, pandemic depression. It's a thing. So what's Christmas for you guys? And have your people already started on November 14th? <laughs> if I had it my way, I'd start November 1st. Christmas lights on your street yet? Yeah, I've seen Christmas lights already. Yikes. Uh, I've counted four, maybe five trees in the area inside people's houses. They're beautiful. I hate them already. They're so nice. One person has two. In already the, in the basement and upstairs. Mid November. Start spending some money. I can't money. deal. All this excess stimulus money. Listen, That's I mean, that <laughs> there's one friend who was like, "We I are dying for it." So. Yeah. <laughs> one friend who refused to start until after Remembrance Day, and so I texted her and I said, "Did you put up? Did you start decorating 11:59 p.m.?" Yep. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that was her one rule. She would not put it up. Until after Remembrance Day, because she felt like she would be disrespecting the troops by putting them up early, and I was like, I mean, well, okay, live your life. unless your trees had poppies, yeah, I, I guess, know. yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember seeing Halloween stuff like early summertime. It was like July, I guess. I mean, I didn't, but I didn't go anywhere, so I just saw. It. I I noted that Halloween stuff was gone early, yeah. Like, Two to three weeks before Halloween, everything was gone. I'm like, what is happening right yeah. now? Because they were fully stocked in August. But they had started rolling things out. I think it was mid-July. Yeah. Well, I saw Canadian Tire rolling out Christmas things in August. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they blocked off. Because the, their, their section for Christmas is massive. Because that whole middle section where they put all of the outdoor furniture and then the walls and then, like, three different aisles. And they blocked it off with, I mean, a very thin caution tape. Like, anyone could have just, like, picked <laughs> it up and walked through it. But God I respect you the needed workers. anything from those aisles. <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I remember peeking around the corner. The guy's like, you can't pass through. No, no, I'm just, just looking. That's what I see. Can't. Not for me. Christmas. I mean, I, 
the whole thing would, you know, the pandemic and everyone's going, well, we should celebrate things early because, you know, we can't see our family and we can't do things we're normally doing. I was like, yeah, it's great. But Christmas is also one of the most stressful seasons of the year. That's what I'm saying. Like, it is not all joy and fun and bright and happy and Shouldn't merry. we be welcoming the reprieve? Yeah, like, it's not, not for the way that it's marketed, beautiful. It's so gorgeous. Like, all the shows and the music and all your favorite groups bring out another Christmas album that isn't original music, but it's, you know, <laughs> covers or whatever. Mariah Carey gets another wave of royalties. She, you know, she starts getting money in, like... Michael Buble, what's up, what's everybody. up? Everybody. So the idea that it's this magical cure-all is, you know, nice in theory, but Christmas is terrifying for so many people. Financial strain, yeah. family drama is heightened in the holidays. So much stress. So to throw in retail therapy doesn't benefit anybody but the people who are getting the money from the sales. Wide sooner, closer and closer and closer. Yeah, I mean. So after, what is it, Black Friday? Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, Black Friday is still a pretty new concept to Canada. Yeah. Where that's what I was raised with, so. Black Friday went from, um. A day, right? To like a or month. a weekend yeah. to a week to a month. Now it's Black so Yeah, now it's, it's like Black Friday month. Yeah. It was and you don't have to wait for Thanksgiving. It's just exactly. Black Friday month is what, October? Or they start Black Friday <laughs> basically after Halloween. Yeah. yeah, I guess. They start with their like smaller sales and they like ramp it up to like the big like 70% off, blah, blah, blah. I mean, mostly if you're in the States, we don't really get big sales like that here in Canada. Yeah, true. But yeah, to have it. Yeah, my brain has a hard time with the. Yeah. First comes Remembrance Day, then comes Christmas. I'm like, what are we talking about? There, there's another thing. There's a Thanksgiving in there. Like, no, but wait, your Thanksgiving was ages ago. So, but I do respect that there's a lot of time between family gatherings where that's where I think the U.S. has it wrong. <laughs> it's entirely too close. It's way too close. But I mean, only if you don't like each other. But yeah, well, it'll be s- interesting to see how holidays go down there this year because yeah, there's coming some rules. Yep. People are incensed. Rules that people are going to break and protest. And (laughs) there's, uh, I can't remember who it is, but they said that they are going to do a Zoom Thanksgiving with family and they're all going to cook the same thing. Oh, that's cute. And then do some celebrity. And I was like, that's cute. Like, that's really good. Because a lot of people be like, how are we supposed to celebrate Thanksgiving without seeing my family? I'm like, well, (laughs) there's the internet and not dying. So, hey. What a concept. What a concept. But there are people who literally cannot wrap their minds around not being with their family even during a pandemic. Like it just it's impossible. They think yeah. that this should be the one time that they get a reprieve. I'm like, no, the numbers haven't gone down. So Yeah. And I, I feel bad for those who do make a, a big to do of these holidays and um are at least respecting the severity of the situation to not fight things and still you know, exercise some restraint. I do respect that, and I appreciate that it would be challenging. I mean, even if my family is able to get together, and we're not that big, but we could be that cap of, like, between 10 and 15, and that that could be it. It won't happen. So, I mean, I get it, and it's hard. I mean, Christmas, there's just <laughs> there's just so much of it to the point where I just find it I just find all the the lead up absurd and ridiculous down to like the Hallmark movies to <laughs> the Christmas in general movie. I'm just tired of seeing like 
fake snow on set. I'm like, why? I'm like, you're not even cold. You're, you're not even wearing a jacket. This isn't real snow. Like, just cut the shit. Film this in <laughs> Texas. <laughs> but, like, I do have most of my favorite Christmas memories exist in my childhood. Like, there are certain Christmas specials that I enjoyed very thoroughly. And it's it's still that, huh. Oh, that's nice kind of feeling <laughs> that I that I can associate with it. Yeah, Christmas for me was always um filled with music. So that's where my love for Christmas comes from. Is not because of the holiday. I was never like <gasps> Christmas. It was just like, oh, I'm hyped because there are these concerts to go to and these plays and this and the other, but we always just filled our time hopping around to like different churches to see different things. Or if our church was doing things, we were part of that or not, because I very much like to sit out of those things. Uh-huh. Because I'm, a <laughs> I'm like a little bit of perfectionist, not like to the point where it's like stresses me to all hell. But like I would not see the point in being a part of a production if no one practiced. And I'm like I will not be embarrassed being up there. So enjoy. You heard Patty Labelle. So I, <laughs> I found myself just in the audience enjoying it and like not critiquing it because there's no <laughs> point in that because I wasn't directing it, but just enjoying it from the sidelines. But I loved the music. I loved the choirs that were formed for all sorts of like traveling things i loved being able to like you know go to different cities and see things and then i also really enjoyed driving around to see the different christmas lights in the area like when i was living in oshawa we would drive to a neighboring town to drive through this little um this little neighborhood through there and there's just a caravan of cars going slowly through this neighborhood because these rich people just loved their lights and like lights like down the lawn like uh, gingerbread men and like uh like toy soldiers and blah, blah like yeah. huge things i'm looking at I'm like i don't know what your bill is but like thank you so much for this <laughs> like absolutely love like but like <laughs> you get all bundled up to sit in your car <laughs> yeah and like watch so we just like slow like if it felt like we were on like a little conveyor belt like all the cars just like slowly snaking through these neighborhoods you invented social distance christmas we d- and this and they've been doing <laughs> that they've been doing that in that neighborhood for years yeah, now so everything's a drive through something, and you... There you was a drive through Halloween thing down Now Pulse everyone's going to be in that neighborhood. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> Shout out and apologies, too. <laughs> but it was, like, stuff like that I really loved. And, like, gathering with friends and stuff was fun, too, because some friends, we'd have traditions where, like, every year when everyone got back from university, there was one friend's house we'd always go to and hang out and, like, build gingerbread houses or chill or whatever. And, like, there was always some sort of theme that we had. So, like, that was cool, too. But, like, yeah, I... Uh, Music. I always look forward to people being like, do Christmas album. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then I'm like, got this, got this, got this. And I just love all of the Christmassy, like, food that you can literally have all year round, but it just, like, feels yeah. different because <laughs> it's cold. Because um, you've accessorized with holly. That too. And there's just, like, more cinnamon. So, like, that's also really cool. That's true. <laughs> and, like, the treats and things that you get cr- that are, like, Christmas time only are really exciting. Like, you're talking eggnog. Not eggnog. Like, uh, whatchamacallit, like candy cane ice cream. Like, those type of things that Eggs. literally only come around those time, that time of year. Like, I had an eggnog scone from Cobbs okay. the other day, and it was delicious. <laughs> it was just eggnog, like, icing. It wasn't, like, eggnog throwing. Yeah. But it was mm, fantastic. All right. So things like that, I'm like, ooh, fun, fun, seasonal, ooh, fun. Yeah. I mean, I go seasonal with the booze. I'll make some hot buttered rum. I'll, my sister makes a mean mulled wine. Like, <sighs> we do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. that. So, somehow the, the Jameson and the Baileys get, get found a little more often. Like, I don't know why those two are associated with Christmas, but 
here we are. That's your family tradition. That's the thing. Well, yeah. I mean, these are mine. That's fair. That's <laughs> it's fair. just me. <laughs> and it's fine. My traditions are, are always stemmed in, like, a Christmas special. And there was, uh, there was one that I grew up with that I, s- I found on DVD on Amazon, and I still rep it to this day, Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas. <laughs> and those who follow me on Instagram know the two weeks that I posted little clips about it. <laughs> and that was my first, like, real bit of culture shock between spending time with my American family and my schoolmates in Canada. And I'm just like, oh, this is how you sing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? You don't sing it like the California Raisins? Like, the song sucks. <laughs> I'm like, you're doing it all wrong. Like, I remember very vividly being so frustrated <laughs> with the musical differences. And still, to this day, and I don't care to even hear an explanation, I don't understand the fascination with Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That is a and weird you can't, song. You can't convince me of anything otherwise. It's just, listen, for lack of for lack of tact, it's weird white shit, and I don't, I don't care. The families <laughs> that sing that song with glee, and I'm looking at their grandmothers like, they want you dead. Like what else? The song is like they're, they're like talking about your grizzly murder. By a reindeer. <laughs> no, no, it's not funny. Like it's not, and like all the videos and things like about that too. I'm like, what joy are you getting from this? East Coasters, you gotta tell me you've got a drinking song that's much better than this that I can that we can replace in the the disc changer of whatever the hell that song is. Absolutely terrifying. And in the quote unquote pop genre type songs of. Things we hear at Christmas, because I still don't get it. <laughs> I had to learn how to play that stupid song on the saxophone. Like no. I, I just, I just. Just like purify the saxophone after that, because <laughs> I would have. <laughs> how dare you make me play this ghastly song? <laughs> but like then we did a really nice. I mean, as nice as a grade six to eight band can play a song. But I thought we used to rock the hell out of Silent Night. But I'm like, so why do we have? the talent and ability to really finesse this song. And then we also have to play <laughs> grandma got run over by a reindeer. I don't, I couldn't put these two together. Lighten the mood. I hate it. How is that lightening the mood? I guess cause she's still alive. That's the whole point. Cause like she doesn't die. Also unpopular I opinion. I hate the little drummer boy as a song. I just hate it. Yeah. Lyrically maybe. But also, I can just listen to dope drums year round. I don't. Yeah, I'm the bah humbug one of the group. If you haven't, listen. My, my brother and I would judge Christmas songs, uh, can and to compare them to the Boys to Men Christmas album. Thank that you. Was our, we loved that album. See, and you so get listening it. to other Christmas songs, we're like, snooze fest. Like, yeah. how are you not jazzing this up? Where's the bass? Where's the soul? What's happening? Yeah, when I heard how how other. Others do We Three Kings compared to that Claymation Christmas. I'm like, this is trash. Right? So, so much judgment. Let It Snow should only be sung by Boys to Men. Um, is it not? I think so. But I've heard <laughs> other renditions and it's bad. Like, they don't no exist. One, no one should touch those. I ever. don't recognize Leave them. it alone. <laughs> but we did, as, as a group, us three, <laughs> we took in Jingle Jangle on Netflix. And I don't mind telling you that it is the blackety holiday magical whimsy just <laughs> well dressed god the costuming it's a good little movie little movie it's almost two hours yeah <laughs> <laughs> feature i expected to hate it and i really enjoyed it 
It was really cute. John, I would really love to hear your take on this first before Jan and I gleefully. How many of the Forrest Whitaker numbers do you want to sing today? Or <laughs> <laughs> I've already ordered you his suits. So I know you're going to rock them. <laughs> because come through costuming. My yes. God. Beautiful. Black people being well lit, well dressed. Just Christmas isn't. A, a painful emotional struggle we're just out here being like shout out being to whimsical shout out to black people not struggling hey shout out to black people not being poor hey sleeping in the same bed right wondering where the next meal is coming from <laughs> mm. shout out to black people not opening their pockets to only find lint in a quarter <sighs> that's you all got that you got that out got that out my chest john uh please regale us <laughs> with your take it away <laughs> in this fantasy world yeah um yeah <laughs> No, I mean, like it was, it was. I mean, the story was. Story sh- started off a little. I was okay. Little was jazz hands. <laughs> really made it to that, and the toy trying to explain himself. I was just like, okay. But it's got Forrest Whitaker in it, so yeah, I have to. You know. And Felicia Rashad. Get through that. Thank you. But. I mean, my only thing about the, I wished I would they start implementing in these movies now is um, having more African actors involved in these universal shows of blackness and inclusivity. Um, I think it'd be cool because I mean, you hear you have English accents, you have yeah, um, obviously American yeah. accents. I think you should show that you can have everybody on the same stage and we're all a part of this and this together. Um, Aw. Well, that's nice. Well, I mean, hey, I mean, I'm not opposed to, you know, other, you know, from France, um, Montreal, French, German, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, then. We are out here. Okay, inclusive. We are How all over the world, so. Okay. Yeah, that's probably my only main that got me. I mean, could it do without the song and dance? But <laughs> I was like, I was gonna but ask if it's you a holiday <laughs> musical, so you knew that's the ticket you bought. <laughs> I was gonna ask if you t- did you did you toe tap along to any of the music? No, there was no. It's funny. My mind just kind of turns these things off and just pays attention to other things. Because that little girl, the granddaughter uh, journey, was so cute. Loved her. Everything about that kid's a star. Madeline Mills. Okay, yep, that's my uh, input, so have at it. <laughs> I know you guys are just, you know, <laughs> bursting at the seams. Uh, Am I? <laughs> Jingle Jangle was like Go her. Ahead. I'm just, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the best I got. I think Jingle Jangle was her debut. No, she had one more thing before that. The no one was did. rapping, did they? No one no. rapped in it. Oh, no, sorry. Jingle Jangle was her debut. She's going to be in something else called Tiger Rising, but they haven't, like, announced what the date is. But this was her this was her debut. Yeah. Yeah, the credits have her as introducing. She's so cute. Yeah, that kid's a star. She's an absolute treasure. Undeniable. She's so cute. Like, you know, families, add this to the rotation. Just, just do it. It's, you know, now that diversity is and representation is such a topic, you can – at least I've noticed in things I'm watching, you can tell when things are, when shows and movies are just checking boxes. Mm. Like, you know, wh- these are just images and faces in the crowd that that represent that way. But, like, 
this is everybody seamless. This is everybody lives here. Everybody does this. Everybody knows each other. Everybody is well dressed. Everybody like, you know what I mean? It's it was very like Dr. Seuss feel and that everybody had the the same themed aesthetic and and everybody was just vibing like it didn't yeah, it, honest was, to God, the you production, could, you, it, it was a good, a pr- it, was, it was a good production. Yeah. Um, costumes, everything, all that, except for the song and dance, but yes. It gave it me great. very Diagon Alley. Like, the, the main store looks like friend oh, George's store from Diagon Alley. As soon as Diagon we, Alley. as soon as the opening credits, Jay was like, is that, is that just friend George's store? And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, maybe. <laughs> like, we're it, we're it. Diagon Alley's fine. <laughs> You got the money to borrow that set? You do it. <laughs> I that was adorable. Yeah. Like Journey, um, Edison. Oh my god, Edison, Edison was, was so hilarious. Cute. Um, I loved like Jessica, uh, Journey's mom, like her, because that's a known Aniki Rose who played her. Yeah. And like just seeing all the different characters. Like Ricky Martin was in it. Yeah. Like, that love. was so cool. Like his character was hilarious. Um Johnny, yeah. you gotta give it up for that for the visual effects and little Diego. No, like so yeah, that the was production, amazing. all that, that was all well done. I have no issues. That was re- it was really good. But lots also of color, lots of color. Yeah. Let's bring back capes and top hats. Oh, sorry. Let's not. Why not? And like reclaim them from villains. John, you, you look dope in a cape. <laughs> and a top would. hat. Yeah. Some nice gloves. But not in like a slash or Lenny Kravitz or Jason Momoa sort of way, but like, you know, it'd be your own thing. I'm getting you a top hat. <laughs> Can it be velvet? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> I just wanted to punch through one of them. <laughs> Scrooge. <laughs> Two. And then just sort of like the the smushed one. <laughs> yeah, that. Very, uh, oh, you're trying to do an Oliver Twist type thing. Yeah, he yeah, is. That's what you're going he for. He is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, jingle jangle. I mean, if you're gonna another dive great Christmas in. classic, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Please, sir, have some more. It, so you're telling me you love the the Christmas struggle? <laughs> it's all about the grind. Damn it! John likes the, the griminess, you know, the he raw, <laughs> the raw energy, the emotions, Jan. Yeah, the emotions. Yeah, yeah. You heard my poem. I I got range. I, I get it. <laughs> snaps for Jan, snaps for Jan. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I will be watching this movie again. I've already downloaded the soundtrack. We <laughs> were we were on the first song and I went, boop, and Jan's like, really already? And I was like, it set a great precedent for the rest of the movie. I'm very excited. I almost didn't make it to the first song. I knew I that you would also. <laughs> wow. Like I didn't need this five minutes into it already. You're allergic to musicals. Well, I mean, I have couple that i like what are they oliver okay Um, like oliver and company the the singing little dog no oliver 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 twist okay and um fascinating (laughs) sweeney todd i love sweeney todd so there you go because there's there's violent murder (laughs) not gonna lie sweet over song sweet talk took me a few years to watch like i started it I was not in the right headspace. And I would try I would stop and stop start, start like for like two, three years and finally I was like, Okay, we're doing this because I saw a friend's stage production of it. Oh nice. I was like, Okay. We can go back and actually watch this for real for real now. 
I felt better. <laughs> not not even Hamilton. I think it's a black obligation to like Hamilton. I don't. I know. It's not a black I'm not, obligation. I'm not certain. <laughs> That's just the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> Who's poo? I what, don't know. What black coalition is telling I don't, you this? I don't know. Oh dear. I just feel that kind of pressure. Oh I felt that pressure to watch it. <laughs> black people Leslie didn't sell that thing out night after night. Hmm? Black people didn't sell that thing out night after night. They did. I want to say the original run was like before it got to Broadway. Maybe there are definitely a lot because yeah, the the whole point of Hamilton is having a bunch of, you know, it's the telling the the story of America through an ethnic lens. Most yeah. I know of it is from Larry David. So, and what did he tell you? No, uh, Juan like Manuel. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to get Lin Manuel to make his fatwa musical. Yeah. And Lin Manuel wow. was too busy. I'm so mad that I remember this. Um, <laughs> Lin Manuel was too busy doing Hamilton, so when he eventually com- came over and agreed to do Fatwa. He tried to take it over. Larry David was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." <laughs> yeah, so I don't have my feelings when you say mention that guy's name. I'm just hmm. you're on Larry's side. I see. Of course. Very interesting. How dare you? Learning so much. <laughs> I mean, um, the only thing I know I have to, I have to watch, will be the Grinch. Like that's the only thing I know. The original cartoon, which is only like what, twenty minutes. So, <laughs> Christmas is <laughs> over and done real quick for me. <laughs> like, okay, I've watched the Grinch. It's over. Happy New Year. I'm like, oh wait, it's still December. Damn it, failed again. <laughs> California raisins. So I'm oh, saying all yes. part of the that's part of the claymation Christmas. They do Rudolph yeah. the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and it's outstanding. Well, all of them, all of those ones are. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like all the the music I have, my brother in law makes these awesome mixes of like Motown and jazz type sounds. And why are you shaking your head at me? I love when the two of you reminisce about old people stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know exactly who the California raisins are. Well, this has been <laughs> Antonia's last episode. <laughs> She's officially out of it our lives. It just makes me really happy, you know, like watching you guys like go down memory lane or whatever. Yeah, sorry, Master Millennial. <laughs> and it can't, life all can't be the princess switch. <laughs> Will I watch the second one? Yes. Will it be hot flaming garbage? Yes. Yeah. What was what was the nonsense you were telling me? High School Musical, the musical, the show, but not really a show, but what kind of a movie again? What did you say it was? So there's a Disney show. Uh, so as anyone who has watched High School Musical um, and loved it for the cheesiness that it was and uh-huh. still continues to love it because, you know, they made High School Musical, the musical, uh, the show. The hell? So basically the school where they filmed High School Musical, the premise is the school where they filmed High School Musical is a real school, but the students there have never actually done High School Musical as a musical. So there's a bunch of students who get together with a teacher who faked her stuff on her resume to get in there because she was obsessed with it or she was an extra on the show but her lives got cut, whatever, blah, blah. So they made a show about it. Did I watch it? Yes. So there, I was telling Jan that there was going to be a Christmas special. (laughs) Did that rubbish get more than a season? It has one season, but I think it's going to get another one. Ugh. (laughs) Down with it. It's great. I hope COVID ruins everything. How dare you? These are these they are actors. They can't even <laughs> livelihood. <laughs> I just hope they can't even get going. Let the like, children live. Like right up to, all right, 
Shoot, day is tomorrow. Oh, wait, we can't make it. How dare you? You're all still paid for the day, though. If Jersey Shore can have a new season of something, I didn't say that was okay, too. That. I'm just saying, if they can have something, then some Musical, the musical, the show can have something. All of them need to sit down. They are well into their 30s. They are somebody's parents in some cases. They need to sit down. Party. Stop it. Party, 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 party. Yeah, that's where we're going to close it. As we await the Jersey Shore Christmas special. I don't know if it's a Christmas special, but some. All these. All right. Yeah. Yep. Watch Taking a break. Oliver. <laughs> Next stop, the ship. Welcome back, and thank you for sticking with us. It's time for another go round of the ship. One by one, we will discuss the eight picks chosen by us and you, the listeners. So thank you for all who contributed. Um, Votes are between us. Two to one wins until we have one winner of the championship, like Drake's Toronto Raptors that one time. Very, very similar to that. Wow. (laughs) Did he play on the team? Was he... You he would was on the team. He the scored way some that points. He, went on, he has a jersey. The way that he went on when they won, <laughs> you would have thought that he was just a player but on the bench the whole time. Because there was, was on, a lot of there was, was a lot of with we, them at the parade. There was a lot of we talking. Yes. When he talked about it, he's like, you know, we worked really hard, blah, blah. And I just remember looking being like, huh. Interesting. He sure did. Didn't know that you suited up for these games, but thank you like so much. Like any for other fan. <laughs> yeah. You are they are part of you, you are part of them. Yeah. It's a we statement. We did a lot. Yeah, it's cool. Great ambassador. Yes. Yes. An ambassador. That's the word that was escaping me. (laughs) So today's ship bracket is Canadian TV shows. And it turns out for an eight spot bracket, we had a lot left off. So there's a very good chance we're going to have to do this in a couple parts and a separate one for children's programming if we're being realistic about it. So keep, keep sending your suggestions because... It's pretty awesome that there is so much Canadian-made content that's still that's still relevant to us, that's still on air today, that's either just starting out. and Yeah, it's pretty dope. So let's get into it. Our first matchup is Letterkenny versus Digstown. I personally really like both of these shows. Digstown is a legal drama, and that's not normally my thing but I gave it a season because black female lead set in Nova Scotia. Of course, I'm going to watch this. She surfs, for goodness sake. Like, yeah. Letterkenny, the jokes are just very, hit very close to home to the kind of town I grew up in (laughs) and the kind of people I've known in my life. So, and I think it's just very smartly written. So, yeah. Weigh in, folks. I never watched Digstown, but I heard a lot of really great things. It's a show that's just on my, you know, ever-growing list of things to watch. So I will get to it eventually. But I really do like the premise and the actress seemed great. Yeah, there's only there's only two seasons. Yeah. So you're not extremely far behind. You're not You can do that tomorrow. (laughs) I mean Letterkenny does short seasons as well. They're up to season four now? I think so. Just eagerly awaiting season yeah the next season. Left us on as much of a cliffhanger as a comedy could. <sighs> that fight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> John, you uh, watch either one? No. Uh, Dig Sounds, that's the first I'm actually hearing of it. So 
I failed you as a friend. I apologize. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yes, you do. Thanks to this <laughs> ship. Yeah. <laughs> each one to each one. <laughs> That's what we're doing. All right, so your vote's going to be complicated, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm voting for Letter Kenny because that's the one out of the two that I've watched, and that show is hilarious. Also, I love how hilariously triggering it is for people who grew up in small towns who <laughs> cannot watch the show because it's too close to home. Like, I have friends who were literally like, I can't because I saw <laughs> clips of it, and I was like, nope, don't want to revisit that. <laughs> They're and like, they I know out. Wayne. I can't yeah, do this. <laughs> and as much as even to like, I w- to the point where I was almost begging, I was like, no, but please watch it because we can talk about it. They're like, I can't, Antonia. Like, it really, like, I haven't lived in, like, some people haven't lived in those small towns for, like, over a decade. And seeing clips of that, it was just too they much. They left for a reason. They left for a reason. I get it. So, I still find the humor. It's That's so funny. Yeah, Letterkenny's my pick as well. As much as I like Digstown, and I really do, and I highly recommend it. So if you're not on it, get spend a day and get your two seasons in. Yeah. I just love that all the characters are so lovable. I'll put my vote on Digstown. Not a boy. <laughs> I love that all the characters are lovable in their own weird way on Letterkenny. Yeah. Like you root for all of them. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> All right, our next matchup is very John heavy, actually. <laughs> the Littlest Hobo and Anne of Green Gables. Classics. Vintage, the kids would say. Uh, Yes. Um, I don't know what else to say about the Littlest Hobo. Tell um, us about tell us all the things. Tell, tell our millennial in the room. <laughs> That's all you need to know right here. <laughs> There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. Very well might be my spirit animal. Wow! Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Yep. I wish you would just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe it's Great stuff. That's what I Set us up. What's the premise to the Littlest Hobo? Uh, he's just a wandering dog on his own. No master or anywhere to call home. Did you write this? No, I didn't. <laughs> it's okay if you did. This is all just... Just the top user Purely review. emotional. Um, but, no, I mean, his adventures would be, you know, next town. Um, might come across little Timothy who got lost. Needs a friend, someone to walk him back to civil to the right people, not the bad people. Right. And then to his actual parents. Um, you could have uh little Susan stuck in a well. Poor little Susan. A little hole, you know, he's just there. Um you could be a bad guy and he'd come after you. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say it was Lassie, but with Edge. But I'm like, kinda. No, <laughs> this, this dog is. This dog is hard. I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm now imagining a little friend, hobo you know? tattoo on somebody, being like, "This, this is my homie right here. <laughs> little hobo got me through some things. Able to pick great, tra- you know, judge a character. As, um, as a good dog does. I love that. Fives so by the law for the most part. As somebody who never watched Little Is Hobo. Can't be contained, can't be held. <laughs> was he ever... Won't be leashed, won't wear a Was sweater. he just like minding his own business like he'd hear cries for help somewhere and like go and rescue people? just be walking, moseying along, you know, from one town to the other. Just adventures, you know. I love it. Life without animal control, I guess. Oh, hey, listen. Well. 
he's been locked up before. He's also been released because he's a little sobo and he belongs to nobody. He belongs to everybody. Gang, gang. <laughs> oh, my God. That might actually influence my vote. I was like, I guess I'm choosing little sobo. <laughs> I mean. But I also really loved Anna Green Gables. As yes. Give, give the... The, give the me the summary of Anne of Green Gables because I will tell you that I started at CBC when they were relaunching uh, or they were promoing Anne with an E. Yeah. So I would just see this one commercial or trailer for the most part on mute just walking by screens in the building and I'm like, oh, this is about a girl who's just gone outside for the first time. <laughs> she's entirely too happy to have the wind in her face. Like she's looking at the ocean. She's this big cliff. She's spinning around with her arms out like, oh, she's just outside for the first <laughs> Which time. Which is more reason to watch a lot more things on mute and just do blind interpretations of them. Because that is the greatest. <laughs> Stay tuned for my interpretation <laughs> of Heartland on mute. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Another one that couldn't make it on the board. Because that thing, that show has been on for like 16 seasons. It will not die. It just won't. Like Grey's Anatomy who? Like this show just yeah. will not die. Coming for you. So Anne was an orphan. How old is she? 11? I'm just trying to find the synopsis again. Because I know it, but there's some parts I'm like, I'm hazy on. I'd be hard-pressed to say also that it's probably... The most successful series. Oh, wild! Canadian produced. Yeah, yeah. I'd give oh, you that. Everybody has it. heard of this. Yeah. So she's eleven year old orphan who was sent by accident to a brother and sister or nephew. And, hey, I think it's brother and sister. And like she wasn't supposed to be sent to. This. She was supposed to sent to somebody else. So they get her and they're just like, uh, I guess we're supposed to take care of you now. Like there was no rhyme or reason. Like th- she was. Um, I think Marilla was Marilla married at one point, or was she? Did she never get married? Like, was there remember. a war? Why were we shipping children places? You know, children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she was at their accident, and so she's this whimsical child, full of imagination, cannot be tamed, Miley Cyrus style, just like you yeah. know, not that crazy, just very, mostly like very millennial explanation. <laughs> very, very much. Just every time someone says "can't be tamed," that's immediately where I go. Like I can't think of anything else. Um, so I know it's ruined forever. So here we are. Yeah. Anyways, so she is sent to the back accident. So she brings all of this like weirdness into their lives because they're very like everything is cut and measured the same. Like everything is regimented. There's just, there's you know rhyme and reason to everything. And she comes in and just like throws that out the window. Gotcha. So to them, it's always like, Aunt, Aunt, what are you doing? Aunt, put that down. What are you doing? Where are you going? Why are you like this? Like everything to her is like there's no such thing as impossible. Like she loves she's awkward too right she's so awkward yeah so. like she Delightful. she's so she's so like excited about what she knows but also she has like a hard time explaining it to other people like trying to get them to like those things they're like you're weird <laughs> but she like one of my one of my absolute favorite parts of this story um there's a poem that she recites called the lady of shallot mm. where um i can't remember everything that's involved in it but she like acts it out so it's her in a boat trying to be this, like, dead person, and she's, like, saying all these things, and, like, reciting the whole poem as she's, like, floating down the river. She managed to get one of the neighborhood kids, I think, to help her. Jesus. Like, cast her off or whatever. And at one point, I think I think it ends with either the boat being... I can't... No. Anyway. So she... She, at one point, I think she gets, like, trapped in the middle of the lake or something. Anyway, but she's super dramatic like that, where everything is a... Everything's a story. Everything's exciting. Everything is an adventure people are very much like turned off by that because in their town again everything is yeah you know everything has its place and what are you doing and children should be seen and not heard <laughs> and she's got flaming red hair already which is so different from everybody else 
and so she already stands out that way, but she she speaks her mind. She isn't afraid of authority, which to the shock of her new, you know, foster family is like, oh my god, we're sorry, we're so sorry, we're so sorry, we're so sorry. So you spend a lot of these books just like running free with her. <laughs> And, I like, see. wrestling with your childhood as well, too, because, like, if you grew up having, like, rules and regulations and everything else, too, you see her doing stuff and you're like, you shouldn't do that. Why would you do that? I spent a lot of time being like, don't touch that. <laughs> 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 Especially watching the TV um, and, like, movie adaptations. You're like, <sighs> panicked <laughs> for Damn it. Knowing that it would be fine, but, like, still panicked. But I loved the series. I loved I read all the books. When I was in elementary school, one of our teachers had us read the books. So I'd already read them beforehand because I was that kid who read, like, all of Shakespeare's works and everything else before I was, like, 16. So I'd already read these things. When we got to them later on, I was like, <laughs> I didn't know this stuff. <laughs> so when we did Anne of Green Gables, <laughs> I read the entire series already. And he, we were reading the books and whatever else. And then we got to go and hang out with him and his wife and his first daughter at the time. She was a baby. We wa- we went as a class. There was like ten of us or so, maybe fifteen, and we all sat and like watched the movie at his house and like hung out because it was so cute too. Because we're like super small towns, so we all just like walked there. Mm-hmm. You know, parents are trusting or whatever. So here we are. Um, so that was really cool to me too. So it's like everyone else gets to be in on it. Like most <laughs> of the boys are like, "This is dumb. I hate this so much. It's so stupid. I hate the story." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Anna Green Gables. That's uh, my weird take on it. I love it. I okay. I can never get enough of it. Like. I, I will I watch had it, it so wrong on. on mute. No, but that's hilarious because honestly, that's how she was though. Everything was new, everything was bright. So you're not far off from like being like, "Is the first time outside?" Because she would treat every new thing as like a, "Wow, yeah, isn't that magnificent?" I might have known that she was an orphan, so that kind of justified her reaction to things. <laughs> like, oh, she must have lived in this awful orphanage, and <laughs> now she's, you know. I guess I projected the plot of the Chronicles of uh, Narnia onto yeah. <laughs> onto her. <laughs> yes. Oh, so sorry, I forgot. So she was they were supposed to get a boy. Oh. And they got her instead. So there's a little bit of time where they're like trying to figure out like how to send her back. Like there's like how do we Damn. get the boy we asked for because he was supposed to help with chores and blah blah blah. So they get a girl who has no interest in doing any of that and just wants to run free. Damn it. Yeah. I get it. What a waste. I love it. <laughs> now now that I have all the evidence before me, I'm going with the littlest hobo. <laughs> well, it's Anna Green Gables for me. Riding with the littlest hobo. <laughs> it's the Snoop Dogg retelling of... Uh, let's try to make that happen. Because that would be incredible. <laughs> no one steal that from me. <laughs> <laughs> She's already tweeting in. I'll do it right now. okay so next we have orphan black versus kim's convenience and yeah another comedy versus drama type i love matchup but yeah me too even though i'm further along in kim's convenience i don't know what my problem is i can't why can't you find the time to finish orphan black i don't know what my problem is I don't know. And and it somehow wasn't ruined for me. I don't know how it ends. So I can still I can still do it. That's fair. But Kim's Convenience is so funny. It's incredible. That is an incredible show. I uh, and I also super love that um um Paul Paul Suyun uh Park? 
I believe is his name, who plays Mr. Kim slash Appa <laughs> on yes. Convenience, was in Mandalorian. Spoilers. Uh, two episodes ago. <laughs> so <laughs> have fun with that. Yeah. It was so great to Your see him. Your fave can never. <laughs> see him, because I saw a, I saw a, a picture, because tra- I hadn't watched the episode yet, and it was trending on Twitter, they're like, Kim's Convenience and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I saw his face in there, and I went, oh, my gosh. We've made it so far. He made a Mandalorian outfit for um halloween love that but it's like it's like super janky like he said there's a lot of like <laughs> hot glue gun burns and all sorts of stuff that he suffered damn it him and his like his wife uh or partner like helped him put it all together but they have like the baby yoda or the child as well too like yeah. a sack on the side <laughs> and everything but it's like, this like makeshift helmet like everything else it was be- it was great they did a great job but yeah i i love that they're being like all the different characters are being like featured different things so, like see yeah. Uh, is going to be in the new DC universe as Marvel. a character. Marvel. Jake, I don't know things. It's fine. <laughs> you had one of two yeah, to guess. You're right. You're it's right. fine. I feel like someone's like, how dare you not know these things? No. Sorry. Don't come for her. Um, Yeah, that's pretty dope. I love it. Oh, I can't wait. I am going to have to give it to Orphan Black, though, because Tatiana Maslany is queen. A treasure. She's queen. She's a treasure. Also... Made Heartland appearances. I don't know if that's her official start, but she's up in there, <laughs> riding <weird>. horses, <laughs> doing stuff. She deserves. So, Tatiana. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't decided, I'm just saying. I'm very torn. John, what do you got? You got experience with either of these shows? I do not. I'm going to need you to get out more. Do you know anything of either of these shows? I know one show features an uh, Asian family. And the other one is based off a movie. Is it? Wait, Orphan Black is based off of a movie? What's the movie? No. What? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you make that up? Or I mean the movie. There's a movie version of it, right? Of Orphan Black? Yeah. No. No? No. Okay. Now I'm confused. (laughs) Now you know nothing, John I might be getting it mixed up with... um, Like Orphan, which is like a horror movie? Yeah. No? Nothing? No. (laughs) Okay. You so I have absolutely you are nothing <laughs> on this. Canadian treasure, Tatiana Masli. Maslani. Maslani, yeah. Plays five different clones. Five? Six? Five. Oh, no, she plays more than five clones. You haven't gotten there I yet. I haven't got that far yet. Okay, so you, <laughs> you start out with only two of them, but then you see, yeah, she keeps, this girl keeps stumbling upon doppelgangers and then she ends up I don't know what she ends up doing but she starts to uncover <laughs> this, this scientific experiment and all this stuff either way so she plays very different distinct characters like a housewife yeah like a Scarborough um, housewife like a, a British like you know burnout kind of degenerate a a Detective, a scientist, like she's a religious fanatic, like homicidal maniac. She's all of these things, which, you know, no mirrors. This isn't no, like, I guess you can't find multiple birth actors, but what a niche. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, she's, she's super dope. And I swear one day I'll finish it. (laughs) Please do. I know. Shut up. It's so good. I'm ashamed of myself too. It's so good. John, I think you would like it. 
Mm. I think between the two of the shows, that would be the one that you would definitely stick with. Yeah, well, I mean, Kim's Convenience is easy. It's easy watching. Yeah. There's there's no stakes. There's good jokes. Yes. You've you've written by the location probably hundreds of times. The actual convenience store. Like right there. Right there. Downtown yeah. Canada. Queen. Downtown Canada. Downtown yeah. Canada. Yeah. 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 You know what it is. <laughs> All right. I'll uh, make sure to stop by and. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Run it after Diggs Town. <laughs> Get some gum. Uh, I think I'm going to have to give it to Orphan Black as well then. Yeah. Damn it. I'm I have just going to gonna have to give it to Kim's Convenience. There it back. is. There it is. <laughs> well, you still lost, so <laughs> it's fine. Back there with the hard-working families of Canada. Look at you. Number one supporter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next matchup is. Shit's Creek and T and T. Now I know I'm not familiar with T and T. I heard about it today. Became very, very fascinated <laughs> with the, the life and times of one Mr. T. Yeah, one of the greatest shows ever, never to be heard of. <laughs> um, apparently, deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How many seasons did it get? Three. Okay. So Mr. T was playing a uh, is a former boxer who was accused of a murder he didn't commit all his loss, but thanks to a public defender, Amanda Taylor, he was proven innocent. Now he works as a private eye. And uh and this is about their adventures? Uh I mean, you know, law office and private eye detective. So like is the the events of him being accused well, his street trial, like is that part of the show process or yeah, is that the backstory guy. you get to know about him yeah as he um, becomes like is the show focused on him being a private eye and that's just his backstory past or do you or do see we get to see the other parts of that happening too this is 1988 to 90 it's pretty basic no okay this is just <laughs> literally just fight crime and no, but is anywhere in the show, do they do we show like his humble beginnings before he becomes a private eye, or is it just like this is like Jan said, is it just the backstory and then you just it go comes up in conversation? Yeah, I'm from the streets. Yeah, well, I mean, it's played throughout. It's part of his character. Kitty's the fool. I mean, I can't recall a flashback to <laughs> when he was a child. Just that's true. That doesn't sound like uh, TV of the late 1900s. No, nah, you got with <laughs> it back then. Yeah, TV guides and stuff like that to help you out if you got oh, lost. So. did. TV guide. Yeah. Different yeah. time. Different time, kids. Different <laughs> time. Looking forward to like who would You had to be dedicated if guide. you wanted to watch something, okay? Yeah. yeah. That was how you did your research. Yeah, you like, hey, what's, Came on what's once and that was week? it. Yeah. Yep. If you missed unless, it, you missed it. Unless sorry. you taped it. Oof. VHS. And then hope that your parents didn't tape over it with somehow. Yep. Um, and if you set the right proper... Yeah, yeah. because on the right channel, you um, take nothing. Yeah. News. <laughs> <laughs> no one it got help you if your show ran long that night. Oh, and you and your timer cuts off. Ah, what? Rough. Yeah. Bad. 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 Yep. Yeah. Those were the days. I mean, telephone cords and all. Yeah, man. <laughs> yes. Rotary phones. Oh, jeez. Commercials. <laughs> yeah, commercials. Shit's Creek. I mean. Yeah, but I think it's on Retro TV on YouTube. I guess that's a channel. So now we have to watch it. Giddy yes. in. Giddy up. <laughs> I mean, Shit's Creek 
the Levy family, Catherine O'Hara, Treasure. Yep. Nine. Nine Emmys. Nine of them. Yep. This First show to sweep the comedy category. What? And it's ours. <laughs> but also it's really funny. It's Not just that show. one of those like critic favorites that I'm just like, I don't get it. It's a cult <laughs> classic. Now it's an Emmy winning. Cult classic. Yeah. Like I looked at all the different Halloween <laughs> costumes from this year. Just <laughs> yes. Creek. People dressing up their children as as um Alexis and, and David and them as the parents, like yes. uh, people dressing up their animals, um, particularly Mora in the last episode <laughs> as officiant for the wedding. Like that, everything, beautiful. The show is fantastic. No complaints. Look forward to it every single week. Like it was amazing. I was yeah. sad to see it go, but also it ended at the perfect time. Yeah. No and sense in dragging it, it on for 25 seasons. And it's on multiple streaming platforms. Yeah. You can find it almost anywhere. Yeah. It's a great show. Yeah, it's on the Gem app. It's on Netflix. It's on Amazon. You can you can find Shit's Creek. Is there, it's over now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Seven? Wait, six seasons or seven? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I want to say seven. Don't quote me. <laughs> it's one of the two. But, I mean, I find it fantastic. It was just good laughs. But also, like, <laughs> Mr. T is a private eye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when are we lose? watching that together? <laughs> can you lose? <laughs> and that theme song. I. <laughs> theme Why song though? is great. <laughs> are you looking for it again? I don't know. Am I going to pull the upset and just TNT? But also, would Shit's Creek leave in the first round? Like, is, is this right. life? Um, it might be. I mean, I will be voting for Shit Street because that is what I know. So you're the wild card here. Oh, no. Dun, no. Dun, dun. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Shit's Creek. It has to be done. <laughs> I can't in good Canadian conscience do that to Catherine O'Hara. I can't. Can't be done. She'll find you. But what I am going to do is start watching TNT. <laughs> yes. That needs to be added to my life. All right, semifinal, no, quarterfinal matchups. Letterkenny versus Orphan Black. Orphan Black. I'm taking Letterkenny. Poor John. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go Letterkenny based on um, the YouTubes. Oh, the YouTubes? Okay. (laughs) The original stuff they had. Oh, true. Hey. True, true. All right. That was a quick one. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> still a treasure, but probably the the bigger heavyweight matchup, the Littlest Hobo versus Shit's Creek. Well, it's no brainer, Littlest Hobo. <laughs> and you, Antonio, still got to be Shit's Creek for me. Oh, I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. This is why you have to vote in the middle, Jan, and yep. not at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. <laughs> It's a one dog show. <laughs> you need a handler. <laughs> no handler. New when to show up and new when to leave, you know? <laughs> like every good dog. Sell that like show. Every <laughs> good boy. John's out here campaigning. I'm not mad though. I'm not mad though. <laughs> ah. No more delays, Jan. Choose. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Ah. Sorry. 
I'm so sorry. I thought I was much better prepared than this. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at all. I didn't expect Lula's hobo to be awesome. <laughs> I expect it to be okay, and okay doesn't fly here. <laughs> no mediocrity, okay? Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. Shit's Creek. <laughs> I have to. Sorry, little Sobo. I'm really sorry. I like will be watching it at some point. Yeah, it's though. about to be my new favorite vintage show next to TNT, though. So see, you get each one teach one. <laughs> I'm teaching you about shows go. from this century. Yeah. You're teaching me about shows from last century. <laughs> it's podcasts. <laughs> Bringing people together. Yep. <laughs> Uniting in our weird interests. All right. For the ship, Letter Kenny versus Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. <gasps> I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't apologize. Take it back. Shit's Creek. <laughs> Letter Kenny. Gas for me. <laughs> Letter Kenny. Because everything Squirrely Dan says makes me laugh. Literally everything. Um, I guess I'll just go with Letter Kenny. Hey, <laughs> Crave original Letter Kenny is the winner of the ship. Round of applause! Air horns, air horns, lasers, lasers. <laughs> you know what it is. You know what it is. You got to pick a pocket or two. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Letter Kenny is the winner of this week's ship. <laughs> so let us know if you agree, disagree. I know we know we left a ton of great shows off off the bracket. We only had eight spots, but continue to let us know what can be included in other parts. So as we close it out, I will remind you of all the ways you can get in touch with us and ways to send us your, you know, your general niceties and waves of love and questions and concerns. <laughs> uh, so email us questions at notthatsorry.com. We're on Twitter at Not That Sorry Pod and on Instagram at Not That Sorry Podcast. Anything to plug or promote? Everybody has to know about. Uh, Uplift Kitchen is doing a winter clothing drive. There it is. So if you guys have stuff to donate, uh, hit us up at Uplift Kitchen TO on Instagram or Uplift Kitchen TO at g- gmail.com. Um, yeah, it's going really well. We've gotten a lot of stuff. Yay. There's so much stuff in our house right now, uh, which is great. We'd rather have too much stuff than be like, here's five coats. Uh, rotate between all Never too much, never too much, so never too much, never too much. So shout out to y'all who have been supporting so far and to all the people who have discovered us because of those individuals <laughs> who have been posting us everywhere. And um, we super appreciate you guys. And this is going to be super great. We're really excited for these families. They're super excited. Um, winter clothes are not cheap, as we all know. Right. And it's even better when you can receive them lovingly from somebody else. Word. John, anything important going on? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, me either. All right. So that's our show. Thanks for joining us. We will catch you next time. Ta-ta. Peace. Pick a pocket or two.